together. Happy New Year. And with the new year, hopefully come a bunch of new episodes, exciting episodes for you on this podcast. Um, obviously, life happens. It gets difficult um, to just plan out and record episodes with uh, guests. And so actually, today is a solo episode. It will just be me, which is a little bit uncomfortable, um, definitely out of my comfort zone. But I figured, why not try? I do have some more interactive elements to this episode where I've asked some of my friends to send in some voice notes about some topics that I'd like to talk about um, so I get some more perspectives to reflect on, which I think will make this episode really interesting. The episode today is all about names, the meaning of names, the connotations with your name, your feeling towards your name, and of course just the link between your first name and your identity. Before we get into it though, let's just do a couple of updates and favorites as I like to start my episodes. I, this is obviously, I'm recording now on January 16th, which is a new year, 2023, it's crazy, um, the year I turned 27, I can't really fathom that. I'm excited about this year, I have uh, really good, exciting plans for this year with some people that I really, really love. A lot of my close friends are getting married, which is extremely exciting and I'm really happy um to to be there for them on on this huge day it's my first few like really close friends that are getting married so it's definitely kind of a turning point a turning year wow that notification could not have come at a better time it really just synced in with you know new year ling but anyway um a new year back in boston i went home for christmas and new year's which was really nice and the best thing obviously I get to see my family and we talked a lot about topics in general that gave me a lot of ideas for episodes for this podcast because obviously my whole you know nuclear family has had the same or very similar experience because we've been moving around together for the last 20 years Um, and so we just reflected a lot on what that has done for us for our identity and just our feelings towards it and so, so I'm excited to, to explore those topics more. Um, my brother is actually visiting, well, now this week on Wednesday he gets in. And so I'm really hoping to record an episode of the podcast with him because I feel like we've had very similar experiences, of course, but we've turned out somewhat different and just with different you know goals and aspirations in life. And I think the discussion... Um, from that would be really interesting so more to come on that Um, but it was really nice to see obviously the family and just you know kind of reconnecting with my home uh, which is my family but also one of my home countries Portugal and really reconnecting with my roots if you will it's always just you know I land and you know the smell is very familiar and obviously the language and it feels you know, as, as, as many issues I have with, with Portugal and as much as I love, you know, Boston and the United States in general, whenever I land back in either Portugal or Italy, it really feels like a warm hug of just familiarity. And that's a feeling that, you know, is very hard to find, I find, at least for me. Um, so that was really, you know, heartwarming. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, obviously really nice to see the family. Luke came for a little bit as well for New Year's, and so we showed him around that part of our family tradition, if you will, and that was really fun as well. 
we actually celebrated New Year's twice. So where we have our house in Portugal is right on the border with Spain. So And Spain is an hour ahead in terms of time zone. So we drove to Spain. Um, there's a little New Year's party um, in the town square that we went to, celebrated New Year's, and then drove back and got to celebrate or, you know, hear the fireworks and hear the celebrations again. Um, because, again, Portugal was one year, oh, not one year, I guess one year, uh, one hour behind Spain. So that was cool and pretty unique experience. And as I record, I'm looking at the window, um, the first nice, real snowfall, which I'm really excited about. I'm meeting up with a friend in a little bit, so I'm really excited to walk through the snow and finally feel like it's a winter wonderland. But yeah, let's see what else. Better call Saul. <laughs> Luke and I just finished the whole saga uh, last night. We were a little bit on the fence a few episodes ago about how we felt about the whole show because there were just some things with some characters that we didn't love how they handled. So we were a little bit apprehensive going into the finale, just seeing how they would manage um, the main character and his end i guess i don't want to give it away but if you haven't watched it i highly recommend it it's very it's a very gripping show it keeps you on the edge of your seat and if i'm not mistaken they just won a bunch of golden globes and critics choice awards for a reason i mean the acting is outstanding so really really highly recommend but anyway uh getting on with the episode as i said This is a whole episode about names, um, as in first names, and what they mean to you, what they mean in general. Um, What image does it picture, does it paint of you or of a person um, to others just off of your name? You know, a name is often the first thing that someone else finds out, sees, reads about someone else. Um, so it's, it's a very important, almost under-discussed item, I think. Um, and, and the reason why I thought of this topic and I thought it would be interesting to, to go deeper into this is um, a few months ago now, um, I, I've been going on and off to these Toastmasters meetings. And for those of you who don't know, um, Toastmasters is an international club which has different meeting areas, meeting meeting clubs around the world, which uh, helps their members improve their communication, public speaking, and leadership skills in general. I honestly went because I wanted to learn more skills for this podcast, but also for, you know, scientific presentations, um, for work, etc., just to improve my, my confidence uh, with, with public speaking. And the meeting structure, there's, there's a a few different elements that go into it, but um, the main or the first thing that happens usually is um, there's a scheduled prepared speech. So each week a member is scheduled um, in advance to prepare and deliver a prepared speech. Um, They're between like five to 15 minutes and they can, the participant can present on any topic that they would like. Uh, but, um, you know, they follow certain Toastmaster guidelines, etc. Um, they delivered their speech, you know, in as much of a compelling, interesting manner. And then the rest of the members provide some feedback 
um, for the participant to work on. And then they'll pick another one, uh, another participant to present at the next meeting. When I went to this meeting, one of the members had prepared a speech about her name, which was Debbie, and her quest to discover why she was named that and what that meant for her and her identity. I Now it's been a few months, so I don't actually recall the exact details of her speech, but it was, you know, the gist of it was basically she thought she was named after um, a famous actress, and that was that. Um, but she went and looked more into it, and she found out, um, you know, more famous people with that name and just what it meant, um, etc. And just so it changed a bit her her perspective on the name. And I remember at the end, she sort of um, closed her speech with saying, you know, I thought it was just this, you know, Debbie, very plain name. Um, but I value my name more and I just, you know, it has more depth than I ever thought um, it had, which I thought was really, really cool. And, you know, when you're, or at least for me, as a foreign in most places I've ever lived, people often ask me, what does your name mean? They just assume that my name means something. They haven't heard of it. It's not a common name, obviously, in the United States. So this sort of um, discussion has always come up. For instance, my name, my parents picked because it was a name that worked both in Portuguese and Italian. They wanted something that would work for both cultures so that when I went to Portugal, I didn't you know, come across as you know, very out of place. And same thing for Italian. And so Carlotta was a good, um, I guess, in-between for that with the one caveat that technically in Portuguese you only spell it with one T and it's spelled with two T's in Italian, but it's a name that is common, it's known in both countries, and so I really feel like I can really belong in each of those countries. And I always liked my name. I've always felt like a Carlotta. I can't really explain why or what it is about it, but I didn't really start thinking about what it really meant until later in life and until people started asking me. And, you know, sometimes also, you know, in gift shops where they have a little uh, display near the cash register with, let's say, mugs or keychains with everybody's names. I obviously noticed that here, for instance, my name was never there. The closest thing was Charlotte. That's the English version of my name. Um, But then I'd always be really excited and happy when in Italy, for instance, I would find my name. I I would feel represented. I felt like I belonged. And one day my parents actually, they were traveling somewhere um, in Italy and um, I wasn't with them, but they came back and they had gotten me this, it's like a ruler slash um, bookmark. And I think they they got it in a display, like the one that I was describing just by the cash registers with all the names. And it says my name and then it says, um, you know, according to, I'm not sure who, but it says that my lucky number is 13 and that my lucky you know gemstone or whatever is the ruby and it in the back it says the meaning of of my name or just where it was derived from Um, and it says that it came from the german word kart which means free person or free man and then it goes on to say that carlotta's uh, have a strong interest towards others and it brings serenity and joy in everywhere they go you know it's it's nice it's a nice thought to to think that that's what that, that's what your name means 
So as I said, growing up, I, I've met obviously a lot of different people with a lot of different names and names that sort of indicated to a different background. And so I asked some of my friends to just send in some thoughts about their names. Um, and I have some reflections. I think they're just, they're funny, they're interesting, and it might make you think a little bit more um, deeply about where your name and what it might what it might mean to you. Maybe it'll make you think about something that you haven't thought of before. Um, so the first one is my friend Saloni, and I'll play her little clip now. So my name is Saloni. Uh, my parents named me. In Hindi, it means beautiful or charming or unique. Um, and I really do like the name that they gave me. Uh, my entire life, I never went by any nicknames, and uh, everyone's always just called me Saloni. Uh, which is funny because everyone else in my family has nicknames except for me. One thing about my name is that I really do love that I pronounce it exactly as it is and I don't nickname it, like I don't shorten it, really. I know that a lot of people, Indian immigrants who came in, in earlier years, um, in order to kind of adapt and stay safe or be accepted by the wider culture, they had to Americanize their names in some way. Um, so like... Salman went to Sal, or, you know, Gurminder went to Gary. Um, there were all these examples of older generations before us that um, couldn't really fully appreciate using their name all the time. But I'm really lucky that the world I live in and today, I can use my name. And most people I've ever encountered have insisted that they learn to correctly pronounce my name. Um, so it's always been Salani for me. I think it's so cool. I've known Saloni for a few years now, I think at least four or five, and I never knew what her name actually meant, um, and I didn't know what it meant to her, and so I just think learning more about names really opens up a whole new window into a person's personality, their background, their beliefs, etc., um, and I just think that's that's really cool. Um, I have another one for my friend. Ines, um, spelled I-N-E-S. She sent it in as um, text. I'm just going to read it out. Okay, so she says, I think my name was picked by my late aunt on my dad's side. It definitely is an Arabic name, but also used in France, Spain, Portugal, and some more Anglophone spellings involved the Z. But my parents pronounce it in the French way. Ines means someone sociable, easy to get along with, which I think definitely fits. Ines isn't super common, especially in North America, and I always felt like I was different. I don't fit in with the white kids or the Arab kids. And so my name kind of fits that way too. Ines is definitely the French spelling. In Arabic, is it? it's Inas. I definitely like my name. I never had a love-hate relationship with it. People here struggle to pronounce it, which is odd, but I don't mind. Elmin, my husband, is also a unique name, so I definitely want our kids to have something unique too. A few things about Anessa's note really made me think and I, I really resonate with. One of them being the way people pronounce my name. Um, in Italian, it's technically Carlotta. Um, and in Portuguese, it's Carlotta. And people here just say Carlotta. And I've, you know, gotten used to introducing myself as Carlotta because I've just had one too many times where people just butcher my name. So I, I just make it easy for them. And I, I really don't mind. Um, it actually started a very short-lived, but nonetheless very funny, entertaining Instagram stories real series at some point where um, of the different spellings um, that I got, you know, in, in when I order food, 
Um, and the funniest one yet has been Marletto. I don't know how people have gotten there. I mean, the first letter even is off. But, you know, um, you know it gets frustrating, sure. Um, but I guess the, the silver lining of that is really makes me think about how unique of a name it is. Um, and to Inessa's point, I, it, it, you know, it, it really makes me aware of others' unique names. Um, and I definitely want my children one day to have um, a, unique, a unique name that portrays their heritage. So I included these two examples first because I just think they're a really good introduction to names and how names can be a vessel to, to carry your cultural identity. Um, for Inez, she says that since her parents spelled it in the French way, uh, people usually just assume that she's French, Spanish, or Portuguese, and not really Arab. So that's, it's a, that's a disconnect with, with her culture. But, but in other ways, you know, it reflects a lot of her upbringing and the, the fact that she was brought up in different countries um, and, and in different environments. For Saloni, when I talked to her uh, further, she said that she feels like it's a good reflection of her cultural identity and that it naturally allows an opportunity to connect to her Indian heritage. But on top of, you know, um, the cultural heritage, cultural background that's tied to your name, there's also, you know, the literal meaning of your name, which is a great transition to my friend Damra and the story of her name. She, she put it very eloquently. She has a great story about her name and how she feels about it and how she came to really embrace it. So, so I thought that was, that was great because that doesn't necessarily you know, reflect her, her heritage and her culture, as we'll see, or as we'll hear, I should say. But it really does tell a good story about you know, the meaning of your name and how, in this case, it affected her identity and how she came to love it eventually and really embrace it. My name is um, always a big conversation starter ever since I arrived to Canada because it's an unusual name and people always ask me where I'm from when they hear my name, assuming that like I'm not Canadian because it does not sound white, which is fair. Um, and the funny thing is this was also the case when I lived in Turkey because there's a very common Turkish name um, called Damla which is basically my name with an L instead of an R. And it just means water drop. Um, Damla is water drop. So my name, like, I have never met anyone called Damra or, uh, like, heard of anyone or anything named that before. Um, my parents heard it in an old legend. And it was actually a boy's name weirdly enough, but they thought, hey, this sounds very phonetic, so let's just name our daughter Damra. And they did, which is great. Um, but then apparently in Arabic, it also means tall and beautiful woman. So this is the definition I knew of my name and I grew up with it. And whenever people asked me what my name meant, I would get uncomfortable when I used to live in Turkey, especially around high school, because as a lot of women or girls, I suppose I had a lot of body image issues and I did not feel beautiful or, you know, it means like tall, slender and beautiful woman. I definitely did not feel slender. 
So yeah, like it created a lot of discomfort when people asked what my name meant. So sometimes I just said, yeah, it's like from a legend and it's just a guy's name, whatever. And then I think once I came to Canada, the definition of my name really started bugging me and I just really did not want to tell people that it means like tall, beautiful woman or whatever. Before I came to Toronto, um, I started doing some research on my name online and I found out that it also means brave. And what language, I don't remember, but once I found that out, I kind of just stuck with it because to me, like at this day and age, I think now we can start defining women by things other than their bodily characteristics and what they look like i mean like we fucking deserve more than that so it does irritate me when people you know talk about women and they just talk about their physical attributes so i love the definition uh brave and it actually in certain situations you know like when i first came to toronto i told myself okay you know like this is what my name means so i better live up to it you know like it had more of a positive connotation for me and whenever people ask that here that's asked the meaning of my name i told them that and i never told anybody that the real meaning of it which is like tall beautiful whatever but to this day like whenever i go back to turkey and like somebody asks the meaning of my name like my parents will say that meaning i don't think they mean it in a bad way like i don't think they try to minimize mean anyway or anything like that to my physical attributes but they still see that as a compliment whereas i don't see that as a compliment like as a woman i'd much rather be complimented for my brains rather than my body the point that i was really trying to get with the the meaning of my name and the meaning of many names that i know in turkish the names that are given to women always mean something like oh like raindrop flower you know shit like that it doesn't convey any kind of power or i think strength or anything like that versus with men like for example there's a name that translates to lion in english okay it's always names that convey that they will have authority they have power and they're you know bigger and better so i actually fucking hate that i mean now i'm just ranting but which is why like when i found out the definition brave i said to myself fucking finally you know this is the one that i'm going to go with because i don't hear women ever have um names that convey anything other than their physical attributes or like kind and honest which is you know those are fucking amazing things i'm not saying they're not but at the same time it never lives up to the meaning of the names of men <laughs> um which always sounds superior to women and i hate that and i think we all deserve names that convey those things so um that's the one i go with but other than that i love my name it's original you know like i've never met anyone named damra and someone told me if you become a celebrity you can be like zendaya you could just your name could be damra and i was like yeah, thank you that's actually a good point so that's that i love damra's story i think it really illustrates the point that I wanted to make by making this episode on names and why I spent so much time thinking about names, reaching out to people, asking their thoughts about names. Um, and I think it's, at least from my experience, asking people um, and getting back um, some thoughts, I don't think it's something that people really spend, you know, a majority of their day um, or of their time doing. But at the end of the day, it's, it's crazy how much of of an influence it has maybe on you or on people interacting with you. 
Um, and so, yeah, I'm really happy to have uncovered that little part about Damro. But, you know, on the other end of things, there's also the fact that, you know, at the end of the day, it's just something that your parents usually choose for you. Maybe you grow into it. Maybe you don't. Some people even change their names, maybe because they don't feel that strong of a connection or that strong of an identity to that name. And Luke actually sent in his own thoughts about this very sentiment. So let's see what he has to say. So my name is Luke. It's good. It's a good name. It's one syllable. So it's easy. Um, I feel like a Luke. I feel like it fits me, I suppose. Uh, It's not a super unique name, but it's not like Bob. No offense to all the Bobs. Um, But for me, eventually, at the end of the day, it's... It's really just something that my parents chose for me when I had no personality at all. I was just a baby. So for me, it's a little bit like, you know, it's not something I chose. or It's not something I was like, this mean, you know, I didn't pick it. It doesn't necessarily have to do with my personality. But obviously there's, you know, it wasn't just like my parents picked it out of nowhere. It's clearly from the Bible. Um and so, yeah, you know, it has to do with my upbringing and my, um, you know, the way I was raised and the emphasis on, uh, you know, values and, and, uh, religion. So, and I think I'm a pretty value driven person. So I guess in that way, it, it kind of ended up working out. I really enjoyed listening to my friends who sent in their thoughts about their names I hope you did too. I think it's so interesting to hear from people with such different backgrounds but have similar reflections about their names and um, consequently their identity and the way they relate to their name. I think that's fascinating. But yeah, I hope you enjoyed this episode. It's a short one, but I promise I'll be back shortly with a longer episode with a guest this time. And... I hope it made you think about your identity <laughs> yet again um, and what that means for you. And I will leave you with a funny story that my friend Damra sent in uh, along with her thoughts about her name. I think will make you smile. Bye. Oh my God. Okay, you're going to kill me. But last thing I remembered right now, this is hilarious. Once I was on an Uber, not on it, I was in an Uber Um <laughs> And the driver like saw my name on the app and then he goes, oh, wow, like you're that's such a beautiful name. And I was like, oh, have you heard it before? And he's like, no, but it means muscular horse in my language. And I did not ask what his language was because I just could not help myself. I mean, what the fuck? And the entire ride, he kept calling me muscular horse. So I guess that's another meaning if you want to go with that as well. But I mean, yeah, you know, my name is always a great conversation starter. (laughs) 